Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com socks. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello and welcome to the AI Fantasy Football Show. I am your host, as usual, Guy Drinkle. And joining me are my two regulars. Simon, how are you doing, buddy? Yeah, not bad at all. Pretty good. Good, good. And Jay, how are you doing, man? Yeah, not too bad. We're recording early in the morning, so fresh out the bed. Might sound a bit ropey for the first half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if I, if I start making good, like... If I start doing good advice for people, that just got some running smoke up. <laughs> uh, dear. Right. Um, obviously, the last game week was a million years ago before international football killed everyone. Um, so we'll, we'll we'll go through it quickly with points and stuff. Um, Simon, how did you do? Uh, brutal. I got 41 points, um, but I also had a minus four. Uh, so it was just... Another average little week, pretty much at the back, got points from Pope, which was nice. Um, Adamendi, Robertson and Van Dijk all didn't return clean sheets. Uh, I brought in Lundstrom, finally, who got me five points, but I brought him in for for Montoya, who somehow kept a clean sheet against Spurs, which I I did not expect. (laughs) So it didn't really pay off that week, but I think it's a good long-term move. Then... I captained Sterling, who got me four points. Mount got me some points. Abraham got me some points. Um, Abraham, Abraham, Abraham. And that was pretty much all that I got. Everyone else did absolutely nothing of value at all. (laughs) So, yeah, one week. Similar story for me, but we'll get into that in a sec. Jay, how did you do after I cursed you? Yeah, there's more mace. Um, <laughs> twenty-seven. So yeah, we'll, we'll we'll quickly gloss over this. Mount got seven, and then uh, Captain Abamyang, who was at home, I thought it was a banker. To uh, who was it? Bournemouth. Bournemouth, yeah, and it was one nil, um, and he didn't get the goal. So yeah, that was a stinker. Um, 
not much else really to speak about. Alexander Arnold got me free. Heat and me keeper got me free. Uh, Martin Kelly on the bench uh, kept a clean sheet. He got me seven, which was a surprise. I didn't actually put him in, and it was because he got an assist, um, sort of for AU's goal. I think it might have been mm-hmm. against West Ham. Um, but yeah, ones and twos all around. It was pretty dismal week, really. But I've retained positions in most of my leagues, which keeps me relatively pleased. Yeah, that's all right for some. Um, I got four. No, I got forty. Just realising I had a minus. Um, so yeah, I got forty, which somehow means I've got the highest score out of us. Um, the average was thirty-six. Uh, if people were wondering, similar story to to use to really. Uh, Pope got me seven, which is almost disappointing because McGovern's on my bench with nine. Um, AU got me nine on my bench as well, which is a bit annoying. Um, but no, not- Lundstrom got me five as well. Nothing else in the defence after Mings did a- screwed up in the uh, last minutes of that game, uh, which I imagine pissed you off with Heaton as well, Jay. Um, Yamalenko won after I brought him into Curse Jay. Worked perfectly. Uh, Madison got me seven. Uh, Van Dyke and Fabinho knew I needed a goal there. Um, Mount got me seven as well. Haller got me five, who I picked over Tammy Abraham, which, yeah. Um, Aguero, my captain, got me four, which is lovely. Um, So, yeah, it's not, uh, not too pretty and... Wishing you played Jordan IU is never a good thing. Um, so we'll get into our topics as as usual. Um, but we do have to start with the big WC because everyone seems to be wild carding at the minute. Simon, I know you have wild carded. How are yes. you looking? Um, I'm looking okay. I'm having a little bit of regret in a way because I haven't made a an insane amount of changes but I just kind of felt like the balance of my team wasn't really right with two up top who were quite low value I mean I was pretty much playing with Pookie and Abraham for a fair while and I just felt like I needed to bring one of the big boys up top and I'm just missing a couple of players so I kind of at the moment um, I'm looking I've kept I've kept Pope at the back um, I've kept Lundstrom and Rico, and I brought in Martin, Martin Kelly, um, Trent and Soyuncu, Soyuncu, uh, and then in midfield I brought in Mane for Mo, just because I needed a little bit of extra money, and I think Mane could be the better pick at the moment. Um, I've got De Bruyne, who I'm going to hang on to, despite him still being flagged. I think he should start but I mean he's definitely worth holding for me and then I've kept Mount and Cantwell and I brought in Madison for Sterling and then up front I brought in I basically brought in Aguero instead of Sterling um, and I've brought Wilson in for Pookie and I've kept Abraham so I'm still debating between Sterling and Aguero which way that I'll go mm-hmm yeah, it's a, it's a tough one with, with Man City. I mean, that is one of our topics we're going to discuss because seemingly 
if De Bruyne, it's like the opposite of last season. If De Bruyne's not playing, they are fucking useless nowadays. Uh, whereas obviously last season they had him pretty much none of the season and they did pretty well. But uh, it looks like they're really feeling the effect of not just him, but obviously Laporte and stuff like that. But they're not even that good going forward anymore without him, which is, uh, well, it's great for us, but it's worrying for FPL players. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a, it's a tough one. Um, am I right in thinking Sterling's blanked? Is it free in a row? No? I think so. He just like he's had one. Oh no, he did, he did well against so Everton. Yeah, he scored, didn't he? Yeah, but he hasn't been. I just don't feel he's been as effective or something. I don't know. I he probably will. He probably will end up as one of the top midfielders, mm-hmm. maybe even the top. But I just think at the moment it's risky. But Aguero, I think, can at least match him while he remains fit. Yeah, um, and. De Bruyne, I think, is definitely someone is definitely the best person to own from them. Even though he does have that little knock still, but I mean, I think at worst he might miss one more match. But yeah, Sterling is a is a weird one because he does have the numbers, but he just doesn't seem to be FPL wise. He doesn't seem to be um, as reliable as he was last mm. year. One return in five games. It's not, yeah. not good. I mean, it's not, Armand on him. It's not exactly played um, the top six as well. He's played Brighton, Norwich. That's the thing, yeah. Watford returned against Everton, which is funny. Um, and, and Wolves. <laughs> so, yeah, he's pretty much played a, not, a, not fodder. Well, some of it's fodder. But um, <laughs> Everton's fodder. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, it's not it's not pretty reading, that. It really isn't. Um I'm not sure if it's a similar story for Aguero, actually, because he's left me frustrated the last couple of weeks, albeit he's the top scorer in forward. Uh, no, Aguero's a lot more consistent, apart from Yeah, last I week. think he's only blanked once, but yeah. I mean, he did have that match where he didn't start. So I just kind of feel Aguero, I think I trust a little bit more mm-hmm. to, to actually c- captain him, whereas I've captained Sterling a fair few times, and it's and he's blanked in most of them, so he's annoyed me too much. <laughs> no, Something that, has to change for I me. I think I think that's fair because what what is Sterling twelve point one? I mean, you can literally get anyone in the game apart from yeah. um, Aguero, who's point one more and more. So yeah, it, I, yeah, I definitely don't think Sterling's worth that at the minute. You should probably. Well, I'd rather gamble. Could be playing million less. Yeah, I think. Yeah, he, he really it was just the start of the season. I think as well. To be like people have just got on to him very early on. I think he probably started off was it twelve or eleven point five, and he's just shot up through the figures pretty quickly. I think he started. He I think started he started. I think yeah. he started at twelve. Yeah, but still, yeah, he was I, quite I think, highly priced. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, if he had the exact same season as last season, which he still, he probably still will, it'll yeah. probably be worth it. But it's just frustrating because at the minute his his numbers look really good because he had a hat trick on the first day, <laughs> um, which obviously hasn't really helped us since. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a tough one. I think probably best to avoid Sterling, who will now score eight goals at the weekend. Um, <laughs> that's how it works. Um, but no, I, I think the safe bet's all. It, it's definitely Aguero. Um, it's, I, he didn't 
he didn't play international football as well. And obviously, Jesus, uh, I imagine he played pretty much every minute for Brazil. Um, so you're hoping Aguero's well rested. Um, who do Man City have fixture wise? They got some good fixtures mm. on pay on paper anyway. Palace. Coming up. Palace, Aston, Palace away, Aston Villa at home, and Southampton at home. And pa- Palace at Palace, it, they're opposite, aren't they? They're worse at home, but the better away, if I remember correctly. So yeah, the only thing is that that is a half five kickoff. So Palace away, I mean Palace, mm. Palace at Palace can be Bouncing. quite hostile. Yeah, and half five on a Saturday afternoon, Man City coming, it might be. Just a little bit rowdy, so it could work in Palace's favour. But Man City tends to go there and just romp them anyway. Yeah, the Palace is probably the one you're worrying about there. I mean, two after should should, but we've we've said that about all the all the games Man City have been poor and should do well. I mean, Aston Villa, not. I mean, they were all right defensively in some games, but I don't think they faced anyone like Man City yet. And Southampton. They have no defence. Um, so them two games should be bankers. So I I wouldn't be jumping off. Well, we'll talk about City's defence, but we shouldn't be jumping off um, attacking um, assets just yet. Um, Jay, you're thinking about wildcard, and if, if, if I'm thinking correctly, are you going to pull the trigger live on pod? Or am I not going to force you? No, you cannot take me live because... You've tempted me in a couple of things, and you've also stole a few of my players, and it's all gone Pete Tong. No, um, you stole my idea, and it worked for <laughs> you, so I got my idea back and ruined it. <laughs> yes, you've uh, reverse psychology me there. Uh, yeah, I am thinking a wild card, and A, because four of my players have got a triangle of doom. Um. We'll start with those first. Heating in goal. We've just touched on Villa there. Their next three fixtures are Brighton at home, Man City away, Liverpool at home, and they are probably on the receiving end of quite a few goals against in the Man City and Liverpool games, you would imagine. And he's also got a triangle. Uh, Eric Peters in defence picked up a knock in his last game. I don't know if he's going to be fit or not. I might still keep him in the squad, but just... Uh, rotating with somebody off the bench. I've got Martin Kelly, who does play Man City this weekend, so that probably will be one I'll keep on the bench. But I've got Ben Gibson from Burnley, who doesn't play. Mm-hmm. So I might just bring in a another Burnley defender, because they tend to be quite solid. And, I mean, the fixtures are less than away. Chelsea at home, Sheffield nice the way. They'll probably keep one or two clean sheets within that, I would imagine, because... It's barely, and they just play ugly football, but it works for them. Um, Salad is another one, but we think he's probably going to be fit yeah. for the Man United team. But I'm a bit questionable on Salad. I like Sai's idea of switching to Mane and probably putting a few million in the bank because Mane seems to be returning on a consistent basis, where Salah seems a bit hit and miss at the moment. Mm-hmm. And then. Uh, Cantwell is one of the other ones and linked in with Cantwell is probably the subject of Timo Pukki who's been transferred yeah. out by masses of people 321,000 have dumped him in the past game week and it's not hard to see why because he's 
been pretty poor the last few weeks in terms of his point return after obviously his flying start. He's picked up five points in his last three weeks. So I think maybe the bubble has burst and it's time to cash in on Timo Pukki and look to someone more consistent, i.e. maybe Tammy Abraham or Cameron Wilson. So uh, I've got a few changes to make. I'm probably going to make maybe five or six. And one might be the cost of taking out Van Dyke so I can get Allison back in, so I can keep three Liverpool players. Obviously, I keep Arnold because of the assist um, threat that he gives. Obviously, he's a bit more, but your point return probably tends to be a bit more over the season than given he's our predominant right-back. Um, he does start most games, so I probably will go back to Allison, Arnold and Mane or Salah as my Liverpool spine and probably jig about from there. Maybe try and get Man City or Chelsea players because their fixtures on paper are, are quite generous or Leicester have got a few decent fixtures as well coming up as well. So a lot to think about, but I've not really looked at the app and seen who's going for what money and who we can jig about with because international football just means I switch off from football in general. The only thing I check for is our players not getting injured. No, it makes sense. I mean, having, well, last night's England game was a bit different for obvious reasons, but uh, the other one was awful. Um, yeah, it's... Uh... It's not pretty viewing international football, and I can fully understand that. But no, I think the wild card, and I mean, I, I rushed mine. The team's all right, but there's a few things I'd probably change now. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it, it sounds like there's a few changes there that you need to do. Um, Jay, don't worry, people, I will be doing my live transfer later on. I will be taking a minus today. Well, I'll probably, yes, I'll probably, for, for change. I probably will in the end. Uh, but... Um, yeah, let, let's get into the topics and then we can delve into um, a couple transfer situations. So in, in the synopsis, uh, in the agenda here, I've literally written Adama in capitals. Um, you're both on wildcard. Who's who's bringing in Adama Traore? Uh, no. Um, Come on. No, I don't, I don't think so. I, don't, oh, yeah. I actually don't have any Wolves players at all. He would be top of my list just like... Just to like have him in my team, but um, he's like he's a mid. He's for some reason he's classed as a midfielder now. So, I mean he he's he's not really a midfielder now anymore. Well, two returns in three is. games. <laughs> Come on, he actually has thirty-two points. I didn't I know. actually realize that. Oh god, and Wolves actually do have nice fixtures, but I don't think I'll be bringing him in. But he's about um, to overtake Cantwell, who's everyone's golden child. Come on. <laughs> for, the, for the record, I got Adama Traore the first three weeks and he returned two points in three weeks. Good man. So I've been done. <laughs> See, I yeah. guess the question is, why Why is he in the team? Who is he playing um, with who's, who would normally be playing? Or has he nailed it, on a spot now? I it, haven't really been paying much attention to Wolves <laughs> back five, so... It looks like they've gone or went back to three four three rather than packing the midfield. Okay. Um, but him scoring twice against City, I think he started at right wing back because Doherty still is in injury problems, I believe. Or Adam has just been that good that he's 
usurped him. <laughs> but um, he apparently he played. Re- I haven't watched. I only watched that match of the day too. But um, apparently he played really well against Sterling, and then they took off. I think they started Catrona. Yeah, yeah, they took Catrona off and, and put that was he on, and then and put a dama up front in the. Yeah, just play the dama off him and as mm. as a runner. If you're it's more of front, a target yeah. guy, really. Pretty. Okay, this is the live yes. time for a <laughs> Yes. Now, yes. If, I actually, if I actually had 0.3 in the bank, there'd be a slight temptation to do Cantwell to to him. But um, right now, I'd, I'd have to bring him in instead of someone like Madison, which is... He's Madison. only got two points left. Madison. <laughs> 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 oh, what a hero. Oh dear! Did that was he play international football? Though? I think he did for Ireland last week. I think pe- I remember people complaining he's playing left back or something. Kept us a nice clean sheet away to Georgia, you know. That's so he, he maybe maybe back fit <laughs> maybe. But uh, the Champions League slash Europa League's back next week too, yeah. so they do like to rotate a lot as well. Obviously, with Wolves playing Europa League, so it may be. It may be tempting, but it also may be risky because I think the rotation policy that they're going to have is questionable of who's going to actually play. There's probably four or five bankers to start both games, but then I think the rest around is probably just going to rotate in and out, and that could be an area that he's looking at with a Dahmer and Dowdy, where he one gets Europa and one gets Premier League. I don't know. If Adama Traore played for United, he'd be the second highest point scorer. Yeah. If you played for United, you'd probably be the third highest point scorer guy. Very true. Very true. And probably win goal of the month. Oh yeah, you just got to, you just got to <laughs> score one that isn't the penalty. Oh <laughs> uh, dear. But no, uh, I thought that would be funny. Rashford's got 38. The De Gea's got 32. He'd be on the serve. That is... Uh, Rashford's 38, wow. Yeah. Well, didn't he? he had a, I think he had a big. Yeah, he scored twice against Chelsea on the first day and done fuck all since. <clears throat> He's got two penalties since, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he has. Skewed stats. Yeah, very much so. Not pretty reading that. But uh, I don't want to say anything bad about United because we play them at the weekend and they will weak us if we bock them. Um, but yes, yeah, Adama. Get him in, people. He's he's the he's the bringer of life to the Premier League. Um, what else are we going to talk about? Um, but on the same side of that coin, um, Man City cannot defend anymore. Like it's not pretty. I mean, we love Adama Traor. Oh, I love Adama Traor. He should not be scoring two goals against anyone. <laughs> not scoring two identical goals. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I do. But they were pretty much the same goal. He went the same way in terms of how he broke house and where he put the ball. But I think we've touched on it over the past few weeks. and We've said, like, they probably are the most vulnerable they've been in four or five, six years now because of A, company's gone, and B, Laporte's house. And we said, I think I touched on the fact that the teams they had coming up, um, in the likes of Wofford, Wolves and Palace. That Wofford, not so much, but with Wolves and Palace, they've got 
relatively decent forward players in the likes of obviously Jimenez and Adama. I know Wolf Sahar of Palace, then they'll run at the at the back line of City. And, you know, Fernandinho's okay making tactical fouls in midfield, but he can't get away with stuff mm-hmm. like that on his box. And once you get him turned and once you get Asamendi turned, he ain't good at chasing you backwards. And I think Adama proved that. Obviously, he's rapid, but if, once you get them turned and going backwards, then they're automatically in deep shit. And the blueprint was set out there to to go the Etihad and, you know, to defend for the lives, which was not everyone can do that. And they got lucky a few times. City missed a few golden chances, but it's there now that if you can get a couple of players on the counter to run at them and direct, then you probably are going to get at least a couple of chances in the game. It's just a case of if you can take them now. Absolutely. I think... <laughs> Simon, I mean, the, the playing Crystal Palace next, which we, we said it's probably the most difficult out of the next three, and then they obviously play us, um, which we'll talk about closer to the date. But, um, I mean, Crystal Palace, we, Otamendi's a bit of a bit of a donkey. Like, he's pretty much Lovren. He's their, <laughs> he's their Lovren, isn't he? He is their Lovren. Yeah, he's their Lovren. And, and as Jay mentioned, Fernandinho, I mean, he's a good player. But he's a midfielder, and his main thing wasn't doing tactical fouls and breaking up play and letting the team reset. And he can't, as Jesse can't do that in, at centre back. Um, I I know he's not starting games, but he probably should start this one. I'm not saying buy him or anything like that. But if if Crystal Palace start Ben Teke and Zaha just off him, it's pretty much the exact same of what Wolves did last week or two weeks ago. Like. None, neither of them are going to beat Benteke in the air, and neither of them are going to catch Zaha on on, on for pace. So, is a Man City defenders now unownable? I think so. Yeah, I mean, Adam Mendy was the one who I I did bring him in actually two weeks ago, and he was the one just because of his price point. It just seems like on paper, it seemed like buying in. A premium, um, or buying in a player at a premium team for a, a bargain price, and you're like, okay, that's pretty good. And he does have pretty good goal thread as well. But when you watch them play now, and that defense that they have, it's it's not really a premium defense at all. Like they don't have anyone apart from Walker. He's the only one who's part of their their first team back four, really, and even him. I mean. I don't even think he's that good. No, I mean he's he's okay, but when they when they have a full team, he can kind of you know they just kind of they just have the ball that it you can pretty much have him back there and it's fine. But they're very exposed now and they don't really have any one to organize the defense very well. I mean Fernand Fernand is the smartest of all of them, but he's not a defender, so he doesn't have the same ability that someone like Van Dyke would have who can or there I mean their Van Dyke <laughs> uh Laporte hasn't like he can you know he's kind of experienced in that so they, they just feel like they don't really know what to do where to be and I think when teams look at that now and look back on the last few weeks they'll actually feel like okay we actually can beat them whereas last year a lot of teams it felt like they didn't even try that, but now Wolves hopefully have kind of 
created a way for teams to win and I think it will work uh, for a few weeks anyway until Pep fix something but there's not there's not really a lot that he can do he doesn't have anyone mm. else who can really play so I think for now yeah I think in terms of FPL I wouldn't go near anyone at the back and if I had one of them I'd definitely be getting rid of them because there's a fair bit of money in them so I think you've pretty much spoiled life transfer with Gather. So I will be. Ottomendi will be getting uh, fucked yeah. off out of my team. Um, because, He's definitely going to score this weekend. Oh, <laughs> God, I yeah. got rid of him. Yeah. Cap- <laughs> Captain Ottomendi, they get a clean sheet and he's scoring a hat trick. Um, yeah, it, it, it's, it's just a bit grim at the minute. For Well, they're obviously still second. I think it's closer than it is, but. Quality-wise, it's nowhere near. Um, we won't do live transfer with a guy just yet because I haven't really looked who I can bring in. But um, Simon, I'll start with you because he's Irish and you may have seen him. Uh, I think it's Aaron Connolly. Uh, he is cheap. He's starting for Brighton, who have good fixtures. Yes, they do. Um, and he looked very good against Tottenham. Now, is that Tottenham being awful or is this now a bargain in FPL potentially? Robbie Keane. He's the new he's he's the new Robbie Keane. That's 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 all you need to know about. No, I actually I haven't watched a lot of him. <laughs> I, he's 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 our next answer to, he's like our yeah. He's the hero. Um I haven't watched a lot of him play. I am Irish, but I don't watch a lot of internationals because uh, because Mick McCarthy just is whoa, it's, it's hard to watch. Mick McCarthy is a walking meme, and I will not have it's anything <laughs> against him. No, he's great for me. His meme game is uh, is the is the best thing about him, really. Um, very hard team to watch at the moment, so I don't know a lot about him. Um, but in terms of FPL, a playing four point five midfielder. St- person up front is rare but one who is I suppose you can say he's in form just just after that and has nice fixtures is definitely win win um so if you're playing if you have like a kind of a bench fodder up top on a spare transfer that's definitely what you could spend it on um or if you were playing a wild card or had a few, if, 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 or if you were making one or two and you wanted to say move from a big person up top like a Bamiang or something, um, he'd be a good person. And then if you wanted to bring in like a big person in midfield, he'd be the way to fund a move like that. I don't. Yeah, he's kind of he is what he is. You know, he's a playing a playing four point five. Um, person up front, which we don't get a lot of. Um, whether or not he'll actually score ever again, who knows? But um, Brighton are is likely the most creative team in the world. But he does have three pretty good. I mean, Aston Villa away. Aston Villa can't really defend. Everton at home, pretty good chance of scoring. And Narja home. I mean, those are three open fixtures. You'd think even for a team like Brighton, so. Yeah, he's definitely worth a little punt. Yeah, I think you could probably do Pukki to Conley, which is which is Mm -hmm. actually quite tempting for me. 
because you know you're going to save a couple of quid and as Saj has put his fixtures at faves well if he's not going to do it in them next three fixtures then you can probably look to change off him but you'd probably bank a million or two just from doing that that straight switch mm. so you'd, you'd be okay with that even for me who's got AU who's probably the cheapest starting apart from Connolly obviously cheapest starting striker he's 5.1 so I'm making 0.6 if I went off him to Connolly so you know at, it's pretty good as it stands Pookie is 7.1 so you're going to save yourself 2.6 million so you could even just pretty bank say, <laughs> you could you could even bank 1.6 and just probably keep 6 million as a as an option forward if you were going to switch him back out in a few weeks I mean, he's definitely opened. He's opened up a a proper avenue because people will have Greenwood and all that shite like Wickham at the bottom, won't they? Whereas now he, albeit it might be short term, whilst like Trossard and all that are getting back fit, but he's still in Brighton's first team squad, and they're not exactly a team that scores lots of goals. And if he, even if he comes off the bench, you can always just keep him on your bench. Because if he if he's playing the odd game, that's fine, and you can just keep him on the bench. He is only selected by one percent of players, and he's only being game week transferred in by thirty eight thousand, which obviously is a a drop in the ocean for fantasy football players. So he could be that differential in terms of who you could get who other people don't have, and as you said, his fixtures are on paper are quite favourable, especially the two home games really, Everton and Norwich at home, you'd, you'd actually fancy Brighton in those fixtures now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, they seem, they seem to have settled into an actual actual team now, like um, Chelsea wasn't the prettiest game, but other than that, they've not they've not done too badly. Um, like, obviously the Smash Tottenham, we'll talk, we'll get our fuck Harry Kane segment in after this one, don't worry. Um, even well, it just doesn't. It doesn't even affect me on this game anymore. But they've done. They've seemed to have settled into this back three quite well. They've dropped Shane Duffy, which is a bit strange, but seemingly working. Seems as they've got two centre backs who kind of get forward a bit more in Webster and Byrne, um, and Dunk's doing quite well. So yeah, it's. Uh, they've seemingly got good options at the back and they seem to be bringing through a few youth players um, in midfield and up front. So Brighton are one to keep an eye on, I think, because I think they've got three good fixes and then it might take a turn for the worst. But um, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, yeah, they've got three. Then, well, Man United away. That should be a green fixture nowadays, let's be honest. Um, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> their, their fixtures after that is Man United away, Leicester at home. Liverpool away, Arsenal away. So yeah, I was potentially tempted by just getting one of their defenders in as a as yeah. a stopgap for Eric Peters, but it might just literally have to be for three games. Yeah, <laughs> it's not uh, it's not the uh, it's not ideal. But if you if you're looking for short term moves, it might be one on uh, one for Brighton. Um, Jay on the other side of that coin, then we mention them every podcast because they're seemingly getting worse. Tottenham are bad. Oh yeah, and they're getting really bad. Like when you think it couldn't get worse, it got a lot worse. Um, and you don't see where it's going to change for them because 
okay, that this week's fixture is at home to Watford, which is probably the banker of all bankers, given that Watford can't do anything other than just put 11 men on the field and hope for the best. But then they come to Anfield and then they go to Goodison Park two weeks in a row. Wedged in that is a Champions League game before they come to Anfield. I'm not 100% certain who they play, but I'll check. And then they have a League Cup game wedged between coming to Anfield and coming to Everton. So you really don't probably fancy the chances in, in those two fixtures, given that all right, Everton have been quite poor, but it's a big game. And Everton is a 4.30 kickoff on a Sunday. The Goodison Park faithful will get up for that because it's a big game and that's all they live for at the moment. It's a big big team coming to Goodison and hoping that they can salvage a point out of it. Um, but I, I don't really see anyone ownable from them. The the game itself is tipping Harry Kane as, as a scout potential pick for this week and that's purely because they're playing Watford at home. I mean, if you're playing Watford at home and you're not scoring, then you probably have got problems. Um, you should barely be scoring plenty of goals against them. I've just had a quick look and Tottenham are at home to Red Star Belgrade between the Watford and the Pool game, which is the Tuesday night game for them. And actually, they don't have a League Cup game because they got knocked out by Colchester. <laughs> uh, did you see that they're under 23 beat Colchester? <laughs> <laughs> the AFL Cup or something like that. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, so um, it would have been nice had they been going to Red Star before they come to Anfield. But uh, we've got Genk away on Wednesday, which isn't actually that far of a trip for us. So no, I would I would fancy us anyway. And at, at the Anfield. minute, and at the minute, I don't think Spurs matter whether the home or away. They're just pretty shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, what was it? Seven? Was it seven? It was in London the seven-two, wasn't it? I think it was. Yes, they were at home. It was the first home game in the Champions League this season. Mm-hmm. But then Red Star could just come, and we could see. Well, we seen the good and the bad of Red Star last season. The good mm-hmm. at home in in Red Star in Belgrade, where they were they were hostile and in your face. And then when they come to Anfield, it was basically a case of. Trying to just kick us off the park, mm. so and don't, probably, and don't play midfield of Vinald and Milner and Lallana. Yeah, they'll probably go to Spurs and just try and kick them. I mean, that'll do. <laughs> that'll yeah. do for us, basically. <laughs> oh dear. Um, yeah, yeah. Spurs have just got nothing. I mean, it's not really an FPL segment anymore, Simon. But they're pretty <laughs> shit. Like. There's yeah. no, there's not a single person about like even, even Loris who I mean I think he had like the highest save percentage in the league. Now they've got Gazaniga who is shit. Like I know Loris had loads of mistakes in him, but Gazaniga is not very good. So there is literally nothing to there, nothing to own there, is there? Nope. And just to add, as I was saying um, before the part that they have bought back. Vorm, the fantastic and also extremely highly error-prone goalkeeper to replace Woo. another really error-prone goalkeeper who replaced their normal error-prone goalkeeper. So, um, yeah, it's not getting better for them. Uh, yeah, FPL-wise, I just haven't even 
looked at them despite the fact that they're playing Watford at home. I mean, the only thing I'd say is if you were planning to play your wild card maybe next week and you had one punt kind of of a transfer to make, you might say Kane or San could be worth the risk. I personally, I mean, they're definitely not a long-term pick, but for home to Watford, there's an argument you can kind of say, okay, they might, they should score in that match. But even still, I, I actually don't even think that is a banker anymore. With just the form that they're in and the, all of these issues that they have, and the fact that he's not even playing um, Ericsson at the moment and the midweek match. There's just way too many factors that I just yeah. They're just bad at the minute. They're really having a bad spell. And FPL-wise, they don't offer anything at the moment, really. Unless form is added at, like, 4 million or, or something. <laughs> but even still... Mm. Even then, you don't know if have as, stop. Just have him as a backup goalkeeper yeah. then, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he, like, he might not even start. I mean, I don't know. If, has he... I don't even know where he was before. I think he was He's at Spurs. Playing. I think he was at Spurs still. But then he left, yeah. yeah. Was he, he, he got released in the summer and he's just basically been a free agent. So. Uh, so he's not been... So he hasn't played, so he mightn't be... He mightn't even be much fit. No. As free agent goalkeepers go, I think we've done the best to get an Adrian. Yeah. Well, remember remember when we were replacing Rayner and our three choices were Begovic, Minulay and Vol? <laughs> I still think we chose... Actually, no. I mean, it doesn't matter who the fuck. They're all no, shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, like choosing which Teletubby do you want, really, isn't it? Those are those three. <laughs> Chinky Winky. <laughs> <laughs> uh, God, how times have changed. Um, <laughs> that pod's took a turn for the yeah. difference, hasn't it? Yeah, I'm just thinking how bad we were back then. Good God. Um, not pretty. But anyway... Don't want to bring up them free goalkeepers ever again on this podcast, especially the one we got. Um, well, let's continue the shit segment. We mentioned them earlier. Man United. Jay. They lost to Newcastle. Yes, and that was part of a wonderful weekend. I mean, can we just remind everyone? Mm. Um, Please Everton do. lost. Man City lost. United lost. Uh, Liverpool won. We went eight points clear. And then he dumped us with the international break. I mean, what sort of mind-boggling trickery is this? We were all high and flying, and then they go, oh, bang, here's some international football to dampen your mood. But yeah, um, the table doesn't lie. We're still eight points clear. We're coming flying into this game. And this game is the one game out of any I genuinely fear for because... It could be, it could be the lovely few rare occasions that we've gone to Old Trafford and we've managed to actually get a victory. And when we do, it always seems to be nice and spectacular. Your mind goes back to the Danny Murphy games when he was popping in free kicks and penalties, or obviously the one that sticks probably in everyone's mind is the four-one when Torres raced away from Vidic and. The centre had two good games, that and Real Madrid, when he was loving keepers what, for fun. What a week. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's just a, it's that horrible fixture that we've now 
gone levels above them and over the time that we've had Jürgen Klopp it kind of coincided with they've lost Ferguson and gone through the mire of managers that they've had and the balance of powers just shifted and we've got so much better and they've got so much worse but they always turn up for that game especially at Old Trafford and last season was piss poor and we should have hammered them Mm. and it just seemed like Klopp did not know what to do and there's very very few occasions that that happens but he just seemed clueless I think our midfield on the day was diabolical it was screaming out for changes and Mm. Keita sat on the bench and done nothing didn't Bobby Um, get injured as well if I remember correctly there was all five injuries in the first half yeah. I think they used all their subs <laughs> didn't they bring on Lingard time. Lingard came on for someone injured, then got injured didn't he <laughs> yeah. like it was, it's just it's just a horrible fixture and like when you when you put our fixtures up now like you look for me you look for you look for the derby against Everton because it's your local game and obviously being from Liverpool it's it's the people you work with the most of predominantly Liverpool and Everton fans, so you've got that banter. And then you look for Man United because that historically throughout the past 25, 30 years that I've been watching football is the big game. And then you sort of look for Man City, Chelsea, Arsenal, Spurs and whatnot. But you look for the one for Old Trafford because it's it's just that game that you you don't know what you're going to get in terms of what Liverpool are going to do, but you know United are going to be up for that game. They've been shocking all season, but they will all put 150% in on that game. The crowd will be behind our lady, will be behind everyone on the team just for this game. And if you lose it, it's the worst feeling in the world because it's just, you've lost to those. <laughs> it sounds really bad, but you've lost to the Manx and you've lost to a team that you should not be losing to not in the situation that we're in at this good time in football. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's, it is really one of them games, isn't it, Simon, where I, I don't want to jinx it, but they're, you just can't say anything else. They're awful at the minute. And our, fi- our record at Old Trafford under Klopp, it's, I don't know, whether it's just the fixture itself or... As uh, as Jay mentioned last last year, I think he just got it all wrong, didn't he? Uh, he seems to not have a problem, but it just seems to be that game where we're seemingly cursed at Old Trafford at the minute. Yeah, it's a bit of a strange one, and I guess the worry is last year we were kind of, I mean, it was a lot closer towards the end, but we were at that point where we had a bit of a gap at the top, and maybe that made him think that a point was okay, or he didn't want to take the the risk of being beaten and now we're kind of in that same spot where we're eight points clear and I just hope he doesn't think that this is a match to kind of to not try and win and just to kind of come and play a little bit too cautiously because they can't attack at all so I don't think they're going to score even I mean they just don't have much up there so I think if we actually went there and went for a big win I think we should be able to we should beat them but it's uh, I actually took off work to watch the match and I'm like why did I do that to myself I hate Good God. I hate this fixture I hate <laughs> this fixture so much but I just really wanted to, to watch it for some reason it's it's definitely the match that I just 
hate the most, but I can't help but watch it and torture myself. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I actually made the mistake of watching it with a Manu fan. Oh, last time as well. Oh dear. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why I did that to myself. <laughs> oh, that's uh, that's so not bad. pretty. Yeah, I, I've 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 fucked off playing football to watch this one, obviously, uh, as well for for Sunday. Um, I, I would imagine it's probably worse for you, Si, being an island where the split is probably a lot more Man United and Liverpool than obviously where I am. Probably, yeah. I mean, it's probably it was. I mean, people my age and around that kind of age, it is quite split. But actually now, um. When I walk around town, there's not a lot of a lot of younger people wearing manu stuff anymore, and most of the reason for that, (laughs) yeah, great. And most people in my niece and nephew's school uh, support either us or man or man or Man City now. So um, times have changed a lot. It's interesting. They're the two kind of... Glory-hunting bastards. Aye, that's the kids, though, isn't it? Come on. <laughs> got, to be, uh, got to be teaching them, still, Simon. <laughs> there's a lot of Man U fans over here, though, and it does feel really good to walk around town and see someone wearing a Man U top, and I can just go, yeah, hate that. You, you brave bastard. <laughs> so I attempt to say something to them, but I just, like, <laughs> don't want to get the shit kicked out of me, so... <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's that perfect Eddie Hearn meme that's flying around going this man has got a set of bollocks on him <laughs> walking around <laughs> the United United shirt oh dear I've not had that problem if we lose we, when we lost a borough back in the day it was a bit of a bit of a twat um, but uh, we don't need to worry about that anymore um, yeah I, I hate this game as well but you gotta watch it because it's, the, it's yeah. the main fixture I mean for for out of or wolves or whatever the hell the correct term is or out of town is I mean this is the fixture because Everton have been shit all my life so you know <laughs> they've literally been good like two seasons so Everton don't really mean much um, but yeah it's uh, it's uh, it's a bit of a strange one this fixture but uh, we'll we'll move on um, from the United game because we don't want to touch on it too much. Um, a team that we haven't really talked about loads on this podcast throughout the season is, is Bournemouth. Uh, we've mentioned uh, Wilson, and you, you you keep teasing me about recommending Josh King, and then he does well. Um, but Bournemouth, I mean, th- I mean, they're only the tenth in the Premier League. I mean, they were like four like a week ago. Uh, but Bournemouth seemingly, I've probably said this every season since Bournemouth came in. But Jay, they're seemingly quite reliable going forward because I think Wilson's returning every game week apart from the one against Arsenal, and they seem to have a quite a good supporting cast. I don't know why Solanke plays, but seeming getting the best out of Wilson, if anything. But um, how our Wilson and um, who else played? Josh King now playing on the wing. Um, it, it's seemingly getting the best out of. Callum Wilson. They really need to rename one of them. <laughs> Go with the Brazilian approach and just call them Callum and Harry yes, on the back of the shirt. Um, yeah, I mean, as you say, his return has kind of been overlooked in terms of what he's actually got this season. 
48 points, which, you know, it's not to be knocked. He's probably up there with top point scorers in the forward line, obviously after the likes of Aguero and Aubameyang. But even the fixtures coming up, I'm just having a quick look now. They've got Norwich at home, Watford away, Man United at home, Newcastle away, Wolves at home. So even over the next five, you'd probably fancy the likes of Callum Wilson to pick up, I would say, three or four goals across them games because the teams that play and they're going to give you chances, like Norwich and Watford especially over the next two games, will give you chances to score. And they are overlooked in terms of their ownership. Obviously, Callum Wilson has got 12.8% of ownership on the game, but the rest of the players, it's only... Ake, 12%, but I think he's in there purely because he's a, a relatively cheap defender. And then Josh King, you should pick him up at 9.5% of ownership. And then even looking through the rest of the team, not many players are owned. Rico has got a few, but that's because he's a, a dare cheap defender. Even Harry Wilson is 3.6%. So he's, he's not getting a return every week, but he is a goal threat. Obviously, he takes the set pieces for them as well. He had a few good weeks, but he's had a few quiet weeks. But I think he's handy to have in your squad if you're obviously trying to bulk out your midfield and play five across the middle. He's 6.1 million. He gives you the option to probably have him and maybe two others around that price range if you then have Mane or Salad in there. But mm-hmm. I think they are being massively overlooked in terms of what they do, but they probably then will get to the... December period and that's when it all kind of goes a bit wrong for them when it gets a little bit hectic in fixtures. Mm. Well he tends it, to he tends to pick up an injury and then Bournemouth just don't have anyone who scores goals does he really? Yeah I mean Wilson is prone to a knock and then he is their main forward as you say you're not going to put your last 10 pence on Solanke to try and score a goal for it and then Josh King is he's useful um, I mean, the only good thing is he does take the penalties, so mm-hmm. they might pick up a few pens, and that's where he gets his points return predominantly. But as it gets into December, then they've got Liverpool, Chelsea, Arsenal, Burnley, and a derby against Brighton all in December, and a trip to Palace early on in December. So it's not exactly the nicest run of fixtures, and that's when it probably will start to, I think, go a bit more wobbly or unpredictable for you but certainly over the next five weeks I'd probably definitely look at picking up a Bournemouth player or two in the attack night and you know what Jay I'm going to do it I'm going to ruin Bournemouth strikers for everyone it's about oh, please, Wilson here. It's about time Simon <laughs> I was going to captain him on all this week oh <laughs> no you ain't <laughs> you're not now because I'm going to do it. I'm going to get rid of Haller. And go Josh King? No, no. no. <sighs> I'm going to get rid of Haller. I'm going to get rid of Jordan Ayew. And I'm going to bring in Connolly and Callum Wilson. Oh, bugger. I was going to get Connolly as well. Oh, <laughs> So I'm uh, going to lock that in, and I'm going to keep Otamendi for a week. I'm going to triple captain Jordan Ayew. Yes. <laughs> well, That's the advice to everyone. If, no, if if Jordan Ayew scores a hat trick against Man City, I'm taking the credit for that. Hundred percent. 
or Ben Seke. He, he's actually Ben no, Seke. No, my curse isn't that fucking strong, Jesus. <laughs> ben Seke, he's come off the bench twice for Belgium in the last two games, and I'm thinking Roberto Martinez literally must hate the sight of the league <laughs> because Ben Seke can't even get a game for Palace, and Rigi at least come on as a changing games for us, and he's not getting off the bench. He's literally, it's gone. Michi, who is getting very few games for Chelsea, if that has been starting and scoring because they've had very easy fixtures. And then he's gone, go on, Christian, go and get yourself a few minutes. And Dave Off must be sat there going, why have I even come here? I could have worked on my Instagram game somewhere else. Uh, why is Roberto Martinez the fucking manager? Oh, <laughs> uh, dear. Yeah, it's not. Uh, it's not pretty. international football summed up in one sentence. <laughs> in Roberto Martinez, <laughs> Belgian manager. <laughs> the, the, the talent at his hands, and they give it to him. Yeah, yeah, and uh, well, they should really win the Euros. They probably won't. Um, but anyway, um, any other topics you guys want to bring up before we get into captains and a look at a couple of the weekend fixtures? Just maybe the likes of we've we've touched on it briefly pre pod. The people you've got nice fixtures coming up, um, especially the next three. We we touched on. I've got Jamie Vardy. Um, I was kind of fully expect him to score against us last week and didn't actually want him to because of he was Liverpool. But he's got three green fixtures. He's got Burnley at home, Southampton away, and Crystal Palace away. Obviously, Leicester's fixture, so you might be tempted by the likes of Vardy or Madison. And Chelsea's fixtures are all three green ones as well. You've got Newcastle at home, which you'd probably say is a home banker for Chelsea because Newcastle don't travel too well. Mm-hmm. And then they go away to Burnley and Watford, which Burnley could be tricky. Um, Crystal Palace after that as well. Watford away, you'd... You'd fancy anybody going to Watford now and picking up at least three goals and three points. So I think if people are looking for maybe a quick couple of transfers, and even Arsenal have got on paper favourable fixtures. Sheffield United away could be tricky this week, but then they've got Palace and Wolves at home, and they tend to be a lot better at home than they do away from home Arsenal. So if people are looking for a couple of differential transfers then you've got quite a lot of options within those three teams who've got reasonable price players who you could pick up really yeah I mean I think we mentioned it on the last pod the only problem with Arsenal <laughs> the only player you actually want to order is a Bobby <laughs> yeah. yeah there is a I mean there's a couple of others you could potentially look at but I mean Sabai, I had Sabayos and I've binned them off but I mean, I'm still kind of tempted by Hector Bellerin at 5.4 million. He's a bit mm. pricey, but I think he is probably going to start coming back into favour soon. And obviously, nobody's got him just yet, so don't get him, guy. Um, Even I want to get an Arsenal defender. <laughs> there's, a, there's a couple of players you could look at. Um, whether Sacher will start keeping his place or not, we don't know. Um, they've got. A couple, a couple. That's about it. Yeah, I'm still just going with Abamo. I might get him if Aguero doesn't do anything against Palace. I might get Abamo young in for it. Please don't, because I've got him. <laughs> Actually, no. I think uh, I think City have two home games in a row after that. So 
Probably not. Um, but, uh, yeah, Simon, who are you looking to captain this week? Well, I had thought about Wilson. Ah, don't don't do that. <laughs> no, I said I. The moment I'm on Aguero with Wilson as my vice captain, but I'm tempted to swap. I just Aguero probably is the smart play, and Wilson is the risky play. And because I'm not doing great this year, I don't know whether to try and take a couple of risks or to play cautious. So I don't know yet, but. Probably stick with Aguero, I'd say, just because I'm not, I don't have the balls to to captain Callum Wilson, really. <laughs> I might captain Callum Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> He's definitely going to score hard. No, I'm going to put it on De Bruyne because if he plays, Pat City will be good, and if he doesn't, it'll go on Callum Wilson. So you know. Covering ground there, unless he comes on from the bench and that will fuck me over. But anyway, I'm shit at this game anyway, so why not? Um, Jay, what are you doing? Uh, as it stands, obviously, I've got mm. quite a few players I'm going to change. Um, if I was to go with what I've currently got in my team, I'd probably captain Vardy at home to Burnley. Because if Burnley are poor, it's away from home. So that's where I'd probably fancy him to get a, a goal or two. But I am probably tempted in and maybe putting it on money because even if there is a, a doubt over Salah, he Ooh. might. That's risky, he, that. He might not play. Uh, but there really is not much else. I mean, Mason Mounts at home to Newcastle, but. That's a big call. Um, If you've got Abraham, that's probably the best bet. Let's have a look at the fixtures in general. That's probably the the bank of fixture in terms Mm. of if you've got players. If you've got Harry Kane, don't do it. Don't, because he'll fucking let you down because he's a prick. But do it. (laughs) I think, yeah, if you've got one of eight Chelsea, Leicester or Spurs, Attacking player, that's probably where you're going to go. Or Adama. Yeah. Yeah, there, there is a show for that. If Adama, if Adama scores next week, I'm bringing him in. I don't give a fuck. Mm, and then I wouldn't... I just wouldn't trust Arsenal. Monday night football away at Sheffield United. Yeah. That's stink of a nil-nil. It, it um, really does. They'll build it up as some sort of David V. Goliath and it will end in nil-nil. <laughs> yeah, so... I mean, it's going to be a week where probably if you've got a varied squad, there's probably going to be a, a couple of players who will have really good weeks. And if you've got them captain, then you've done great. But it's it's a hard week of fixtures. And coming off an international break, some teams have have get, kept their squads pretty strong and other teams have had players all over the place. So it's it's never easy to predict what's going to happen this week. It's a bit of a hard one. So, if you've got Wesley or some other random striker captain him, because he's probably going to score eight goals or something, that's pre- it's going to be one of them game weeks, isn't it? The Glenn Murray game weeks. Um, but, yeah, it's a, it's a strange week of football. I mean, uh, TV games, uh, Everton, West Ham, which Boo. should be interesting. Probably the game I'll, Marco Silva needs to win. 
I would say West Ham are going to go there and get a win. Mm, West Ham are just them. West Ham are a weird club that win the games they shouldn't and then lose. No, I said that word. I said that wrong. They lose the games they should win and they win the ones they shouldn't win. It's uh, very well, strange. Well, sh- on paper, they shouldn't win at Goodison. Yeah, but Everton are really bad. Exactly. So they should win. Probably ended ended a draw. (laughs) Um, And the other one, uh, Crystal Palace Man City, be very interesting. And then, obviously, uh, United v. Us. And then on Monday night, it's Sheffield United v. Arsenal. So there's no Friday night kickoff if people are worrying about that. But uh, before we finish up, anyone want to bring up anything else? No. Um, no. If, if Friday night kickoff, by the way, is next week. For the, I know we're a week ahead there, but just bear that in mind, people. We'll have to do an early pod in the next week. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, thank you everyone for listening, and thank you, you two, for joining me. Goodbye. <laughs>